This is Michelle Gibbs. My husband Mike and I have been married for 16 years and we live in Idaho with our five children. The oldest is 14 and the youngest is one year old. I love studying the scriptures and preparing for this podcast every week really helps me to have more inspiration and revelation for my own life and also for my family. Join me each week as I share some of the thoughts that I have as I study the scriptures using the Come Follow Me course by The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. This has been a great two weeks of scripture study, especially with General Conference occurring last weekend and listening to all the talks and things that were prepared. It's been a great time for me to just really reflect a lot and think and try to digest all the things that I heard and that I learned. And consequently, I feel like my thoughts are all over the place. So hopefully, hopefully I can make a little bit of sense and tie it in somehow, but if not, these are just the thoughts I'm having. So this week, talking more about Jesus Christ and the things that he was teaching and doing while he was among the Nephites. And this, uh, sorry, this chapter 17 through 19 in third Nephi is a lot of his teachings to the people. And the manual talks about how Jesus was planning to be done and to leave after the first day being with them, but he could tell that they wanted more things going. They wanted more. They wanted him to, as it says in chapter 17, verse five, tarry a little longer with them. And so it says, even though he had a lot of things he needed to do, and they were important things, obviously, but the opportunity to show compassion does not always come at a convenient time. So Jesus stayed with the people a little longer. And when I read that in the manual, it really made me think about an experience that I've been having at home with my seven-year-old, Sophia. She, they, well, all my children are, they have a list of chores to do every day, and one of them is to keep their room clean and to tidy it up every day. And some of them are better at this than others, and admittedly, there are times when we're better at it, and sometimes we kind of slack, and then it's hard to, we have to kind of catch up. And we have been at a, at a kind of behind time. And so Sophia had a messy room and I'd send her down to, to clean and it just, nothing was ever getting better. In fact, it was kind of, if anything, getting worse. And it was just overwhelming because she's such a young child still. A, a whole room that is a mess is just too much to handle. So when you're down there, instead of cleaning, it's much less stressful to play. <laughs> Unfortunately, that makes more messes. and. I had tried many different things. I've got some different techniques up my sleeve that I've tried over the years with my other kids and had success with. And we've tried some of those and it's just nothing was really working. And I asked my husband, what can we do to help her? And he said, she probably just needs you to help her clean with her, with her. But right now my schedule is just so busy that I just haven't had time to go down there and spend a few hours with her cleaning her room. And so he said, just take a few minutes every day. And so I've been getting up extra early, waking her up before her normal wake up time. And the two of us have been cleaning together for 15 minutes every morning before we get going on our day. And the amazing thing to me is how much we get done when it's the two of us and we're just working quickly and trying to be efficient because we only get 15 minutes. But really the way I felt that this applied for the week is that 
you know, the Savior, every, I'm sure everything he does is, is important and has value. And sometimes I feel that about my day. There's so many things in my day and they're all important and they all need done. But this was important too. And making time for my daughter to let her know that she's not in this by herself. She doesn't have to do it all alone, but I can help her and show her what to do and encourage her. That meant a lot to her and she's been so productive. And that's that's how it is with our Savior too. He has a, a busy list of things to do, but that doesn't mean that he won't make time for us and for the things that we need and the help that we need. And that's what he did when he stayed with the Nephites and they had these wonderful experiences because of that. The Savior teaches the Nephites how to pray and the manual there again, I just got a lot of good stuff from the manual this week, but it says, imagine what it would be like to hear the Savior pray for you. And that made me think about my own life. I have this little 18, almost 18 month old baby and we try really hard to get her into it, to get our children into good routines. And so with her, as we get ready for bedtime, we have certain things that we do, you know, give her some milk, brush her teeth, have family prayer. And then we take her into her bedroom to go to bed. And we've taught her to kneel down beside her bed and fold her arms while we say another little prayer on her behalf so that hopefully she'll have a good habit of saying her own personal prayers someday. And you only get just a few seconds before she's done with that prayer. So you have to make it quick and think about the one or two things you really want to say and want to teach her. And I just thought about how much she wants to be like the big people in her family. Of course, her mom and dad, but also just her older siblings and how she will imitate them and do things that she sees them do and say things that she sees us, that she hears us say and how much an example can make a difference in somebody's life. And so when the Savior teaches them how to pray and he prays for them, it's a great example of the things that we can be praying for, for each other and for ourselves as we learn to pray. And as many of us already have been praying for years, to just review and remember the things that we're doing in our prayers and making sure that we're making them count. Because <laughs> like my little daughter Elise, we only have so much time in our day, right? And so although we get more than five seconds for our prayers, hopefully, we do want to make sure that they count and that we're thinking about what we're saying and being meaningful and heartfelt in those prayers. Jesus also introduces the sacrament during these chapters and teaches them about the importance of that. And the manual gives us a few things, questions that we can ask ourselves for personal reflection during the sacrament. And a couple of them that really kind of stuck with me this week is, first of all, how is Jesus Christ's sacrifice influencing my daily life? And also, what am I doing well as a disciple and what can I improve? And especially that last one, what am I doing well as a disciple and what can I improve, really reminded me of a talk in conference that I heard on Saturday morning from Sister Craig. And she said, ask yourself these two questions. First of all, and I'm paraphrasing because I don't actually have the written part of her talk, it's just the notes that I took, so hopefully they're accurate enough. But she says, number one, the first question, what am I doing that I should stop doing? 
And the second question to ask ourselves is, what am I not doing that I should start doing? And then she shared some experiences that she had with that. And when I heard that, it really touched me. Obviously, I wrote it down and I was thinking about it all day on Saturday. And then on Sunday morning, Elder Ballard gave a talk and he started talking about some things. And I just had this thought all of a sudden about something that I wasn't doing that I should be doing. And it actually was about things that I am not praying for that I should be praying for. And I realized that I, because I had been thinking about it and contemplating it, had found an answer to that question that I was asking myself, that Heavenly Father had sent the Spirit to tell me, this is what you should be doing that you're not. So start working on that. And so that was a really neat moment for me and something that I have set a goal to start working on. And it really ties in, I think, with this question that we can ask ourselves as we're partaking of the sacrament, because that's one great time that we can ask these types of questions and really ponder and reflect and feel the Spirit and find some answers. We can do that all week, but the sacrament is a great time to do it. And that's one thing that the lesson suggests. In chapter 17, we talk about how Jesus heals the sick and prays for the people and blesses blesses them and blesses the little children. And I like what it says in the manual where it says here again, questions to ask yourself. It's been a really reflective week for me. And I think a lot of that is conference, but there's a lot of questions in the manual that you can reflect on as well. And the question is, what afflictions would you bring to the Savior to be healed? What would you want him to pray for in your behalf? And what loved ones would you want him to bless? And I think these are great questions to ask. And as I read it, I thought, what a great way to prepare for conference. Asking these types of questions and saying, what do, what do I want to learn in conference? And what questions do I want answered? What would I like the Savior's help in? Is there something, some spiritual or physical thing that I feel I need healing? Or even just answers to questions or other loved ones who need my help or who need the Savior's help, I'm sorry. And as I approached conference, really being prayerful and pondering things in my life that I wanted to get out of conference, I was amazed with what a great experience I had during conference. And I encouraged my kids to do the same. And it was neat to see some of them talk to me about it afterwards. Um, my A couple of my kids, Parker in particular, told me that he felt like he got more out of conference than even he normally does. And I was I was really glad to hear that. And I know that as we try to apply these lessons to our lives and to our daily activities, it really helps us to make those little tiny changes in the baby steps that help us to be better and better throughout, throughout our lives, really. Next week, we are studying 3rd Nephi, chapters 20 through 26. So in addition to that, now hopefully soon we will have all these wonderful talks to be able to reread. And I think that even though we already had conference, it's still a wonderful thing to reflect and ask ourselves these questions, particularly when we're partaking of the sacrament, but also throughout the week and throughout our study and our prayer and find the questions that we have 
And then as we want answers for that, we can go back through those conference talks and search them and find the answers just as we did when we were listening for the first time. As I was preparing for conference, I read a quote by Elder Robert D. Hales, and he said, I promise that if you will listen to conference, you will fill the spirit well up within you. The Lord will tell you what he wants you to do with your life. And that too is true as we go back and restudy and reread these conference talks that the spirit will help us to know what we need to do. And that is my testimony that those conference talks are there for us to continue to study and learn and grow from for the next six months and through the coming years as well. As I already said, next week, 35 chapters 20 through 26. Have a great week.